home for Christmas and we ate them all. My name is Amanda. And I'm Kristen. And, and we are the Extra Sisters. Sisters. So sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. Welcome to episode 120. And in this episode, we're going to talk about another Black Christmas. It's like the third Black Christmas we've talked about. This one is from 2006. So it's that weird mid-2000s horror Black Christmas <laughs> that right. nobody really talks about. <laughs> right exactly i know horror people like horror viewers talk about it but like if you're just like a general person you don't really talk about that black christmas you know what i mean yeah. it was that one movie that you saw and kind of forgot the name of yeah it was like the black or the candy cane you know like, <laughs> yeah. someone now this is actually the only black christmas that i had seen well like the only like the 20 we have the 2019 and we have the one from 76 i believe off the top Four. of my head 74 excuse me thank you i remembered it was even uh, or <laughs> and then we have 2019 and i think there's even another one thrown in there somewhere that nobody cares about no it's just the three of them there's three of them okay yeah and this one is just honestly should have never been done in my opinion <laughs> but this one was actually the only one that i had seen oh that's so sad okay I'm so well, sorry for you here's the context behind that all right so I was in middle school and I was really starting to ramp up my like horror watching game. Okay. Mm -hmm. And this was 2006. And this is like, this came out right as I was doing all of that in middle school. So it was just there, you know what I mean? Like, and I don't know who fucking let me watch this. Okay. Because there was some shit in this movie that I did not remember. And I was like, Oh my God, what the fuck, <laughs> you know, that we will get into, but God damn, dude, this movie. Well, I mean, we'll talk about it, but <laughs> the director of this movie also did fucking final destination yeah, right and i actually read trivia that this was marketed as final destination in japan i'm like what it might be final destination for his career but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> which it wasn't but you know i will say at least it wasn't trying to take itself so seriously like the 2019 one did mm-hmm because that one was the biggest flaw in the 2019 one. And you can listen to our review of the Black Christmas from the 70s and the 2019 one. They are a combined episode from last year. So very end of last year, obviously, in December when the 2019 one came out. And we can still see movies. <laughs> and, you know, that one's there. But this one uh, is also abbreviated as Black Xmas. You know, that's yeah. what you will find it as. So they did differentiate it a little bit. This one is a slasher like the others, but this one is definitely more like they tried something and they took it a very different direction, which I will say at least they tried to differentiate it. There were a lot of things that called back to the original one from the 70s, which is a pretty beloved slasher, you know. Yes. We cult like following. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we really like the... 1970s one and just for a quick little sidestep and if you haven't listened to the original one Kristen is the one that actually had me watch the original one when we started watching movies together before we did the podcast it's one of your favorites and now one of my favorites so you know we really like it and this one did this is a very loose remake and it will say like this is not like a shot for shot or it's it's more like a we're gonna use this premise of a slasher with some similar characters names and a sorority and a house but really they take that and they just go rogue like 
<laughs> right. Oof. So there are some names in this. Mary Elizabeth Winstead is in this, which I really like her. Mar- Michelle Trachtenberg is in this. But it, it, you don't really notice because it doesn't really matter. <laughs> like, right. None of the performances are outstanding. It's just a very, like, meh. The, like, mm-hmm. you don't care about the characters maybe the last two girls you kind of are like giving a shit about them to some extent but really eh, did you really care about I any of these characters didn't care about any of them. the only one that i cared even the tiniest bit about was michelle trachtenberg and that's only because she's in buffy and you y'all know how much i love buffy yeah because she had the notoriety there yeah the, that's it yeah, and I like that Mary Elizabeth Winstead because of Scott Pilgrim, and but it's really only the the actresses' names. It doesn't have exactly to do with how they're written or their character development throughout the film because like there is none. And so exactly, oh, yeah. I do like that they brought Philly from the original movie is back. Andrea Martin, I think her name is. Yes, yeah. They brought is. her back as the house mother. She was originally Phyllis in our nineteen seventy four film. Brought her back as the house mother in this. She was also in my big fat Greek wedding. Yes, with the babopsy, the babopsy, the babopsy, yeah, <laughs> and the boom. <laughs> exactly. Which Chris and I have a lot of inside jokes around that movie. So yes, know. we also love that film yeah. and love that actress. She was great. So that was kind of cool to see her back. Yeah, she is actually just really funny to watch on on screen yeah. and she's always kind of written very over the top which she was in this film as well not exceedingly so but especially when she was like pushing the guy get that get out of here it was there all which we'll get to eventually but yeah so this the whole premise of this film just similar to the one in the 70s and the one in 2019 is there is a house of sorority sisters and they live in this house that this killer lived in when he was growing up and he is criminally insane and in the beginning you do see him in this insane asylum and kind of the scene that I one of the only scenes that really stuck out in my head after watching this one when I there was really two scenes the first one was him sucking down a candy cane to a point (laughs) and stabbing a guard in the neck and that's how he escapes the asylum And then the other one was the Christmas cookie scene, which we will get to. Those are really the only two scenes that I remembered. And so when some of this started coming up, I was like, how was I watching this when I was like 13? (laughs) Right. This is some fucked up incestuous shit. Like, oh my God. (laughs) I don't remember the rating on this. It's got to be R though, right? No way. I do not know, but I agree. It's got to be. There's no way this is PG-13. Yeah. I I don't, it doesn't say, but there's just no way don't i mean you can do whatever you want with your kids but (laughs) don't do that i mean i don't give a shit about nudity but like mom and son doing it i get yeah like don't do that one that one's illegal don't do it yeah you might just have to explain that one and that might just be uncomfortable for you you know i'm just trying to say i'm just trying to do you a solid you know (laughs) i don't think that registered with me when i was like 13 though because i I just i think i would have had like more questions about that plot point but you know also when i was 13 i really just cared about the in the face you know what i mean (laughs) i don't think it really mattered the plot funny i I guess that's, I don't know, three-year difference because I was 16 and I definitely remember that part. Like, that's all I remember is that the Agnes is his incestual child storyline. didn't even remember Agnes being in it, to be perfectly honest with you. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I was just all about the killing and the eating the skin. And I did not remember really anything else. So mm-hmm. I guess as far as horror goes, I guess I was, you know, there for the right reason. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was so innocent. But <laughs> so this is like several days before Christmas and or like leading up to, you know, he escapes and then he is like hanging out in the sorority house. And it's basically just these sisters are supposed to be going home and things like, you know, just like in the original. And then all of a sudden they're just like not there. Some of them, they're like, oh, where's so-and-so and where's mm-hmm. this person? And they're just like, eh. But don't worry about them. Yeah, which I guess is kind of fair because like they could be out like with a friend or out like at a party. But I don't know, like if you were gone or something, I'd be like, no, she's not like she would have said something to someone like she's just not gone. You know, Mm -hmm. he this kid. okay, so Billy is his name, our antagonist here, our killer. He has this condition. He's jaundiced, right? It was so bad. Like there was like one point yellow. where his shirt lifted up and they forgot to fill it in. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that. I did I not, like, but I love that. <laughs> they forgot to fill it in. I love that. Yeah. And also they, there were a lot of really, I guess my biggest problem, and this might just be a 2000s curse here. And there were a lot of issues with the plot that just went very over the top and took you out of the movie because it felt unrealistic. I know obviously this is all unrealistic, but like a killer hiding in a house killing people, that's happened. So that's not right. totally out of this world. But like the mother hated Billy. So this is definitely like a nurture type killer that probably wouldn't have been a killer given the correct circumstances because his father really loved him and his mother hated him because he was jaundiced and ugly in her eyes and she just hated him. And she stood over his bassinet as a baby and took the like baby's first Christmas ornament and just stood over him and held it in her hand and just like shattered it over his bassinet, which was just so melodramatic yes exactly and (laughs) like I'm not saying I guess that people like that don't exist it's just kind of one of those things where it's like you can show like neglect and abuse and things like that without it just being like poorly done right she was very poorly done like this whole family dynamic of them building him up to be this horrible fucked up in the head made to be a killer by his horrible circumstances was just so ridiculous to me which I think like this whole movie is ridiculous (laughs) and I I guess that's why it's so like we don't we just don't talk about like Xmas 2006 yeah we just let that one go nobody wants to (laughs) We want to talk about it. Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes even let it go, which we'll get to later. But (laughs) talk about ratings and stuff. But yeah, this is not that of much of the. Then what I will say is, it is very Christmassy feeling. Yes, there's lots of lights going on. It's at the freaking sorority, which is all decorated and beautiful, blinking lights, gorgeous. They have a leg lamp in there from the Christmas story. They do. There's a lot of callback to some like traditional Christmassy movies and themes. And also the leg lamp is a nod to Bob Clark, who was the original director, who also directed A Christmas Story. Also that. Yeah, I didn't know that he did both of those, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I 
you know, assume, you know, a Christmas story is so classic that right, exactly. I want a leg lamp for Christmas reasons, you know? So. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's just stupid, you know? It, it's like there are so many Christmas horror movies you can watch that, that, that are good, bad, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just bad, bad. <laughs> true, <laughs> but, true. You know, and so we have this whole backstory that's just very melodramatic. And just sticking with the backstory, it's a very jump back and forth kind of film. But sticking with the backstory here, we'll just talk about that since we're on it. But he is raised, his mother kills his father because she is having an affair and they hate each other. And his father was trying to be a good dad. So he actually tried to give him a Christmas, give him Christmas presents, tried to shield him from his mother as he was raising him. Yeah, but he does it in like the most pussy ass way possible. Like she'll come over and be a fucking, I can't say it. She'll be, she'll come over and be a fucking bitch to him. And then her father just like, or his father's just like all quiet and then he'll whisper him, whisper to him, no, it's okay. You're all right. I love you. Fuck that bitch. Go kill her. Go kick her out. What the hell? Yeah. I mean, they're both like scared of her and she's like this tiny scrawny. Yeah. Like, yeah. She's like basically withering in on herself, you know? Right? He, she kills his dad and he sees it and sees her and her boyfriend who eventually becomes his stepdad bury him under the house and they see him watching this whole burial and they eventually just lock him in the attic and they leave him locked up there and one jesus christ i made notes about this scene but like this is what i cannot believe i don't remember (laughs) okay Okay, this, I I cannot believe that, I don't remember, that she, it was fucking her husband, I guess at this point, her boyfriend, on the stairs. Mm-hmm. He falls asleep, is like straight up snoring, and I was like, that must be real bad. Like, real bad coochie, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> real bad coochie. <laughs> well, like, you just, you just aren't snoring in the middle of sex, okay? And then... She looks up to the attic and goes up there and, like, sleeps with her son. Yes. And just because he didn't, like, get her off. <laughs> Ew. And that's just something we're throwing in this movie for what? For why? Yeah. It's because gross. this could have been the same plot without that in it, to be perfectly honest with you. Because they sh- – Okay. I realized why they did it because they wanted to have some incestuous like daughter of the brother of the you know what I'm saying like yeah but like they could have still had like a fucked up sister that he tried to kill that also became his accomplice without it also being his daughter that exactly like it could have been instead of the guy falling asleep we could have just had the moment from there mm-hmm. gross and him be resentful that they had another child that loved that they loved more. Exactly. Yeah. And that still would have been his half sister, which he still could have had some sort of affinity for as long as she also had an affinity for murder. <laughs> you know? <laughs> exactly. I, I just don't like there was just no reason to to push that and go that far like it was just disgusting which I know was the point but it was like for why like there was and I just was watching that and I was like okay I don't remember that how 
was I watching this as a 13? <laughs> right, exactly. And my parents were just like, yeah, hey, you watch this Christmas slasher? They probably yeah. didn't go to their credit, but I do remember watching this in my home, in my, like, I had this little sunroom area where they basically, like, put my brother and I's video games and our movies and the computer, and they were like, yeah, I'll just go in there, and, like, that's where you do your stuff. And so I was watching it in there, so they were probably not paying attention, and I was watching it with one of my friends, and yeah <laughs> and yeah we were just like oh okay and so now they have this baby girl in the family and yeah that's like the kid she's always wanted except she's still a terrible mom to that kid you know because yeah. she's just a horrible mother and so that's that's that backstory. Now that's not the end of the backstory, but in the meantime, we're still present day. And this is the big callback to the one from the 70s is the girls in the sorority house are getting those creepy phone calls mm-hmm. while he's already started killing. So we have he's doing the thing where this is what happened to his father. She threw a bag over his head and beat him in the head. And he's already done that to at least one girl. And I think there's actually two girls missing at this point. And they're actually really, there's one sorority sister that comes downstairs and she's going to leave for the night. And she's, she's not like the gold standard of sorority beauty. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. She's like got big coke bottle glasses and they're definitely trying to paint her as the weird nerd the weird quiet nerd and Mm -hmm. she's trying to fit in she got one of them a present and like you think that she's like they're painting her as some sort of like involvement in this but like also at the same time you as the viewer know she's not like does that make sense like that i was like stop being a dick to the weird girl can you Mm -hmm. just be nice like yeah but you know she's gonna get murked yeah we definitely have that sorority alpha female thing going on oh yeah they're all dicks to each other yeah you have like some trying to keep the peace and some trying to like yell at each other and it's yeah but she's important because later she ends up you find her head fall out of her car she never actually made it anywhere and nobody actually checked to see if her car actually left even though it was sitting right out front right like Y'all are terrible. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They're the worst. So now we've got actually a couple dead girls. Yeah. Yeah. So then we actually, they're, and they're getting those creepy calls. And like one of them is like, okay, well, we should do something. And the other one's like, nah, like, you know, it's fine. It's just some creepy calls, whatever. And then cutting back to the, flashback this is where uh, this is the scene that i mostly remembered because you know i guess i was like i said just in it for the (laughs) thrills of the kill right (laughs) right he billy as i guess he was probably like a teenager at this point right yeah teenager something like because i guess yeah his sister was like six so yeah he was a teenager at this point one Christmas, he decided that he had just had it. <laughs> he had just totally snapped. And he was going to kill his family. And so he do that. He do that. Yep. yep. And Billy rips out his sister's eyeball and puts a bag over her head, rips out her eyeball. And he stabs his stepdad through the head and he bashes his mom's head in. And then he cuts P 
pieces out of their skin with some Christmas cookies, like Christmas cookie cutters. And when the cops come, he's just sitting at a table in the dark eating skin cookies with milk. And this is like, you can tell the movies like big, like they want it to be like the big shocking moment. Yeah, definitely. It's just like, okay, but Saw came before you. (laughs) Oh, you're it's not that shocking. Yeah, we've seen worse. You tried, but yeah, but okay, it's I'll give cool, it to though. you. It's gross. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, it's probably the best scene you have. I'll give you <laughs> right some sort of like if you're trying to portray like a mentally ill killer. Yeah, that that's yeah okay. <laughs> he does not kill his sister because she actually becomes like I said his accomplice. So the whole time you think it's just Billy, but it's actually him and his sister and sister daughter sister daughter (laughs) sweet home (laughs) just kidding i'm from the south too don't come for me so hey speaking uh, of the new country of texas (laughs) you're pulling some fuckery i know (laughs) i know yeah they've been they talk about secession like every couple years i know but now i'm a little nervous that they might like there's a lot of people mad yeah they get they they get real mad though every like couple years they did that when obama like pulled some shit too they like they got enough signatures even for it to go to the white house but it's actually they they legally when they rejoined the union said they could never secede from the union again so like Uh it's it's a thing so they can't do that (laughs) Uh, they can try though they can try my family would probably all i'd probably have a house full of like a bunch of wayward texans at that point like (laughs) we would still like to be americans can we please come to colorado and live with you (laughs) that's what i was gonna say your mom's gonna live in a different country how you feel about that yeah she probably wouldn't (laughs) she'd probably probably be a refugee (laughs) (laughs) so now back in the he gets taken away obviously because he's like insane and his sister ends up at an orphanage and the reason we know this is because back to present day this doucheroo guy which is also incredibly overwritten like god damn this guy is so like dramatically written and he is so much older than the rest of them clearly it's very creepy like he is more one of their professors and you find out he's sleeping with everybody yeah, like he comes over and sneaks into one of the windows of the sorority house because there's a video that got posted online of him sleeping with one of the other girls, but he's dating a different girl. So he's trying to get to one of the computers of the other girl to delete it off her computer. So the other girl he's sleeping with doesn't see it. But he actually does this whole gaslighting technique and gets mad when the other girl sees it and says, it's not like I robbed a 7-Eleven. I wasn't dealing. Fuck all you bitches. It's not that big of a deal. (laughs) You are filming women having sex with you without their consent. How is that not a big deal? Yeah. 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 But he blames it all on them and says, you you spoiled bitches, blah, blah, blah. He's that guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's terrible. And again, so overwritten. But there are men like that. I mean, it's not. (laughs) But but for the movie purposes, he really doesn't actually serve that much of a purpose, except for here's his purpose. It's to feed you the story of Billy because he was raised in the city and the sorority sisters live in the house that Billy lived in. And so he breaks in and he's like, oh, you spoiled bitches live in this house and you don't even know what it stands for. Oh, I so he's a pissed here. off townie. 
Exactly. Mm-hmm. I grew up in this town and this is the house that scared the shit out of us. And you don't even know. And then he tells the whole story of when he killed his sister and ate them. That's what he did. That's his whole purpose in this whole movie. And so they had to write him this whole basically character into this movie just to tell you that like 15 minutes of storyline. That's it. Which is ridiculous because the sorority sisters are talking about it before anybody really even starts dying. Like that very first night when they're doing their Christmas party, they're talking about Billy. They already know a bunch of it. Why does it fucking matter? Yeah, you're telling me that you knew that he was insane, killed a bunch of people, you give him a gift every year, but you didn't know that he ate his family? Bullshit. Right, exactly. Everybody on campus knows that fucking story. Yeah. Everyone knows his name. It's been a tradition for years now. Bullshit you didn't know about it. But no, you you need him there because you're the stupid audience member that needs (laughs) spoon fed to you exactly we already got all the background with all of your flashbacks of billy why did you also need somebody to tell us the whole fucking story that's what confused me the most because he didn't tell all the story he just told that one part of the murders because they were already doing the flashbacks so yeah. just get the flashbacks exactly <laughs> it didn't make sense for us to have this doucheroo character like literally didn't make any sense at all except for he like comes back at the end for like an add-on character to like scare them a little bit but like that also wasn't needed right so still stupid still (laughs) like literally didn't make any sense at all so obviously billy's in the house he's still making spooky phone calls there's also this one girl that's been like drinking a lot and she starts throwing up and she goes to the bathroom and she needs to take a shower and billy is like poking out the little floor tiles where is he first of all under the floor and secondly that is a shitty floor if you can just poke up all the floor tiles how are they standing on it (laughs) like without falling through the floor there are so many things that i have questions about no i agree and i get she's drunk but she pulls up one of the tiles and then looks at it for a second and just throws it away i'm like you could have fucking cut yourself on it what yeah and like she takes a shower billy's watching her and then they find out that this is when they start finding out that everyone's dying because they find out the poor weird weird girl was decapitated they call the cops the cops can't get there for two hours and i'm like even in a snowstorm like mm-hmm. there's not campus security or right. like anything which they even mentioned campus security earlier that's just not a thing anymore right which they throw in one little thing about campus security holiday hours earlier and i'm like no campus security are the cops like they exactly you don't have holiday hours they don't go on vacation they are the cops for the university period they are there 24 7 and if they're not you're at a shitty school and you should leave (laughs) right (laughs) like they are not working for you so but now they're like okay people are actually dying poor weird weird girl was decapitated because i don't give a shit about her the cops can't be there for two (laughs) hours they all say their next move is to stay together but then some of them are wanting to leave here's the next move y'all sit in a circle link arms with a weapon and you sit your asses on the floor in the living room and you don't fucking move exactly in the discussion that is all you do but no this is a horror movie so they all split (laughs) up yep and then they all start getting picked off one by one obviously because 
that's what it's like a couple of them want the house mother and one of the other girls want to leave and so they go out to the car and the house mother has a shitty ass car that looks like it can't drive in the snow it's just gonna ice skate around in the snow she turns it on and she needs to scrape it and one of the other girls i think it's mary elizabeth winstead's character actually goes with her and she gives her the house mother gives her the scraper like the brush scraper to get the ice and snow off and she's like what's that and i'm like you have been living there it is december and <laughs> right it's really snowed you haven't taken a car this right. whole time come on so she goes out to scrape her car and you obviously know like what's going to happen but it actually is a pretty good shot i will give them this there were some like decent slasher moments in this movie as far as like blood goes there weren't a ton but there were mm-hmm. a few and this one was pretty good she's killed in the car and i don't know how he killed her but her blood just sprayed all across the inside of the windshield and then the house mother got so scared she backed up and knocked an icicle off the house which killed her and i thought that one was kind of a cheap getaway kill i didn't like that one yeah you just that was just so you didn't have to come up with a creative kill for the killer that one was stupid yeah but and I guess it doesn't really matter. But now there are two more people dead. And the other girls inside are like, what's wrong? Why aren't they leaving? Meh, 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 meh. Well, then they go out there, slip in blood, find more dead people. A typical know. trope. Panic ensues. <laughs> you know, all that stuff. And instead, they could have just sat in a big circle. What's it, what's it? Okay, if you're six people, for example, and there's like, there's two killers, but they don't know that. There's one killer. What's he going to do? Right. He's already cut the power. Like, he's he's not going to do anything. He's expecting you to split up. Mm-hmm. Go get Junkie upstairs. Bring her downstairs. <laughs> Even if she's, like, passed out, at least she's with you. And you don't have to worry about her. That's what I would do. If it was me and you and just even if it was just four people and we thought there was like a killer somewhere and we couldn't leave. Obviously, the first thing you do is you leave as a group. Mm-hmm. The second thing you do is you sit in a fucking group in one place. Exactly. Stupid. None of this. Even if I have to get up to go pee, like we're all going together. I guess you're going to listen outside the door. Or you're going to pee in the middle of the circle, bitch. I don't care. Right. We we're bringing in a bucket. <laughs> yeah. This is not like it doesn't matter. Like nothing is and you can do right here is embarrassing or I will remember. I'm going to remember the killer and the fact that <laughs> right. I'm not going to remember you kissing in the corner, bitch. I don't give right, a Exactly. <laughs> like, come on. God. So this is, but of course they split up and there's like literally one, one girl up on, on her own and she gets murked because she's trying to get away from Billy or Agnes and she does a pretty good job of warding it off, but she gets an ice skate thrown at her head and it like splits her head in half. <laughs> now there's another one down. Now there's two girls running around because drunk girl got her eyeballs, eyeballs gouged out. Ugh. They left the drunk girl knowing she's alone in her bed with a killer running around. They left her alone. These are terrible, terrible sorority girls. Terrible. Just girls and just people in general. Just terrible people. Like, they're just like, eh, she's drunk. Maybe he won't care about her that much. No, (laughs) he's always to kill everyone. That's just a sitting duck right there. God. Take her downstairs. Throw her on the couch. Everybody sit on the couch, period. I don't know. (laughs) Exactly. Start a fire. You don't have power. You have a fireplace. Mm Mm-hmm. God. Throw it in later. I hate them. They're so infuriating. 
they couldn't have anticipated that he was going to like do all of this stuff. And the guy from earlier, the douchebag that ran out because he was mad that he filmed somebody having sex without their consent. <laughs> God, <laughs> man, like, thank God they, he was mad that they were mad. He comes back literally without a reason to, there's no reason for him to come back. He came back because the, the script told him to. That's why. Right. There's no reason for him to come back. <laughs> they're in the room finding bodies and they figure out that he's in the attic because he has one of the girl's cell phones and they see it in the attic and they hear it in the attic. So they're like, let's go to the attic. And because one of the girls is a big sister that came to the sorority house to look like an actual big sister, not a sorority sister, like, you know, family. <laughs> right. And she came to look for her little sister to like reconnect. And, so she's like, I haven't seen her, so I'm not convinced she's dead until I see otherwise. Bitch, really? She was the first one to die, actually, in the <laughs> right. movie. And I would assume she's dead, first of all. If I was that big sister, I'd be like, oh, yeah, she's dead. <laughs> yeah. She's dead, dead. Because you're not going anywhere. They already said there were huge major pileups on the streets. There, That's why the cops aren't getting to you. Because mm -hmm. there's a fucking snowstorm. She didn't go anywhere. Right. She's dead. Yeah, that's why they want to go to the attic to find her sister, basically. And they go up there because they hear Billy and they make the guy go up there first, which it, you know, okay, he's been a dick the whole time anyway. I'd make him go first too. Like it doesn't have anything to do with him being a man. It make it has to do with him being a dickhead. <laughs> make him go up there first. But you're telling me you knew he was up there. This is what drives me nuts. You knew he was up there they sent him up the ladder to the attic <laughs> and they couldn't anticipate that he was going to get caught. <laughs> you were telling me you knew the killer was up there and y'all have a meltdown when he gets taken. Yeah. By the killer that you knew was in the <laughs> by the killer that you knew was in the attic the whole time. So how did y'all get into college? Well, I don't, <laughs> I don't know, but they're philosophy majors or something. Cause like, yeah. Right, just philosophy majors but you know i know god like they yeah he got taken he got a bag thrown around his neck pulled up into the attic and they're up in the attic and they see all the dead girls so their bodies their eyeballs are hey he has a thing with eyeballs he like pulls them out and eats them or hangs them on a tree or whatever like he just likes yeah. eyeballs and they like to do the shocking stuff in this movie Shock. Eyeballs are pretty shocking. Yeah. They're more shocking in the Green Inferno, which is on our Patreon. So, yeah. They're up in the attic and they are seeing like the decapitated girl's heads, like the topper on the Christmas tree, <laughs> and their eyeballs as ornaments. And everybody's just kind of like sitting around, like their corpses are, and, like rocking chairs and they're like posed. And 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 then there's the, there's we see Agnes for the first time. <laughs> mm -hmm. She looks terrible. <laughs> Agnes looks like they went and watched 2004's White Chicks, and they were like, "That's what we want for yeah. our scary, creepy killer. We want Agnes to look like she's from White Chicks with a creepy yellow contact lens in her eye." Yeah. It looks so bad. <laughs> yeah. 
so bad. And like, it would have been better had it just been like a normal, like woman with like a colored contact in her eye. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what they did. I'm assuming they put a lot of prosthetics on her face to make her look like bloated. I I literally don't know. Like it was (laughs) not good in my opinion. I don't know how you felt about it, but it was not good. No, it was not good. I laughed. I I laughed. I was fucking sitting there in my bed watching this movie and I was like, no. (laughs) But we find out that Agnes is in on this and they figured that out too. They actually are the one that was like, Agnes. And then of course you have Billy and one of them is knocked. uh, Lee is the older girl of the two is not part of the sorority. And then we have the fuck is her name? Kelly. And then we have, Kelly, who is the actual last sorority sister left. Lee gets knocked out of the attic and is like knocked out while Lee is getting basically chased by Agnes and Billy. And she falls into the wall and Agnes has fallen down first. Lee is, or excuse me, Kelly is now in the wall and Billy is above her. And I will say this is probably one of the only kind of creepy parts of the movie just because of what it is agnes is crawling up at her billy is crawling down at her so just like in principle that is a scary yeah, you know absolutely. what I mean? yeah gross no i hate that <laughs> exactly regardless because it was showing like you know agnes crawling up and billy crawling down and she's like screaming and then when finally lee wakes up she finds these dumbbell weights and she's trying to like you know bust the drywall down to get Kelly out and so it is kind of a race against like Agnes coming up and Billy coming down and so I will give them credit where credit is due that is a scary situation and a creepy situation when you've Mm -hmm. got people that are trying to kill you closing in on you from both angles in a very tight space that is uh terrifying you know give them that they had lit a fire upstairs granted on accident but it lit the Christmas tree on fire and that gets caught and they pull or Lee pulls Kelly out of the wall, the flaming Christmas tree comes crashing down the inside of the wall onto Billy and Kelly. Now here's probably where I got most infuriated in the entire movie. Well, a few things. They get out of the house. The house starts burning down. The coroners come get the bodies of Kelly and Billy. These have got to be the worst coroners. (laughs) In the history of the profession, they put two people in body bags that shocking you guys are not fucking dead. No fucking way. No way. Like we see that in horror movies sometimes. They do it with Michael Myers every time. Yeah, but Michael Myers (laughs) and Halloween is a respectable. That's fair. That's fair. The Black Christmas is not a respectable franchise because it's not a franchise. They tried to make it a franchise and they failed. Yeah. Black Christmas 1974 is a respectable movie. <laughs> Black Christmas 2006 and Black Christmas 2019 are not. So, like, I know we can argue that some of the Halloween movies are not respectable, but you cannot argue that Michael Myers as an antagonist and as a serial killer is not a respectable one. No, he is the man exactly (laughs) he's iconic but billy from black christmas well you know even from the original one nobody really knows who that is yeah 
you know, unfortunately, it's more of like a cult following, like a right. movie. But this one is not good enough to do this. <laughs> These are not supernatural beings. And I know Michael Myers technically isn't either, but you can argue a whole case for that too. He, he could be evil himself, you know, incarnate. But yeah, they fucking pop out the body bags, kill the medical <laughs> examiner. And then the, Kelly is all laid up in the hospital because she fell through the wall and it's all fucked up, right? And fucking God damn it, dude. So they take Kelly for some x-rays. Also, medical staff in hospitals and horror movies, terrible. <laughs> Absolutely terrible. Ever. Like, this is not how hospitals run. I've been in hospitals at night. Ours. <laughs> Maybe in like little towns, they're desolate, but they're still like paying attention to their emergency call light buttons and not listening to carolers. Okay. Right. God damn it. <laughs> Kelly goes to get some x-rays and then Lee like leaves the room for a minute and she comes back and Agnes is lying in the bed where Kelly was, but faced the other direction. And Lee is like, Kelly, I thought they t- took you for x-rays. <laughs> Bitch. They have a... <laughs> completely different body type <laughs> hair colors are different the fuck you mean kelly come on <laughs> are you joking so kelly kelly have y'all seen the life <laughs> of south park that's <laughs> <Yes>, my baby <laughs> kelly <laughs> yeah it's fucking so agnes fucking gets her you know kills her well, of course. Yeah. Idiot. Like Yeah, and I would have totally been fine with the ending of that movie as it was without this last like standoff, but they can't just do that. Lee is dead and Kelly comes back from her x-rays or whatever and finds part of Lee's bloody watch face in her bed and then looks up and sees blood in the ceiling light. You're telling me. Sorry. I'm just sorry. (laughs) No, don't be sorry. I'm loving this. You're telling me that there is a really bloody watch face and there is so much blood that it is pouring onto the ceiling light, but she didn't get blood from the rest of the room to the bed sheet. There's no blood anywhere on the bed sheets. (laughs) Just in those two little spaces. Just a bloody watch face and then just pouring blood in the ceiling. Yeah, sounds legit to me. Also, she snapped her neck. So that's not so, inherently yeah. like a <laughs> bloody. Yeah. It's just stupid. But anyways, so Kelly's like, oh shit. So she I is lost my baby. I lost my baby. <laughs> <laughs> so she is smart about it though, but because she goes and turns on the paddles, you know, clear those paddles. <laughs> and Agnes drops down and they get into an altercation, but she shocks the shit out of her. <laughs> <laughs> in her face and so she she does that but then billy is you know she also has billy to worry about this stupid beach so she trips billy in the hallway with some crutches or like jabs him in the face but then she tr- throws the crutches at him and i'm like oh you're just gonna give him the weapon you just used right so he uses it to trip her but then like she's running down the hallway and there's like a nurse behind her watching this that just like doesn't do anything <laughs> she's like, like what a show 
yeah, well, this is cool. Merry <laughs> Christmas. And then, Usually the night shift's so dull. I know. And then there's also this guy, I'm assuming it's some sort of tech that, or maybe a nurse, like, taking medications, and she, like, runs into the cart, and, like, he doesn't do anything. And <laughs> then she eventually, like, throws Billy over a stairwell, and he impales himself on a Christmas tree. And that's that's how the movie ends. <laughs> so... Sorry I talk so much. It just really made me mad. I loved it. I love when one of us is so irate, we just go. It's like, I remembered having, like, enough fun with this movie when I was a kid that, like, one of my friends and I even made up a song for this movie. We were like, Really? He came home for Christmas and he ate them all. Like, we <laughs> yeah. ran home and like, oh, that would have been perfect. Yeah. Like, even when I started watching this movie, I texted my friend Amber. Like, we were friends, like, way back in middle school. And I sent her a picture that I was watching this and she was like, oh my God, he ate them all. And so, like, when we watched this movie, when we were like in middle school, we were laughing so hard and making up songs about it. But like, I guess we didn't really like care about this movie though. When we were in middle school, it's not like we thought it was amazing. We just thought it was funny. Right. Even back in middle school, I was still laughing at this movie. So yeah, I mean, there was nothing um, great about it. Even then it was just kind of funny. Like he was eating skin Christmas cookies. And so I, even as a middle, I mean, I guess if you want to have fun with it like that, it's definitely like has a time and a place, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but there definitely are better like silent night, deadly night. Right. Also have like goofy slasher Christmas fun, but like better, you Way know, fun. Yeah, because this one's just gross. Like, okay, yeah. honestly, if they took out the incest part, mm-hmm. this would have, I think, been a more fun. But it took itself a little too seriously. Agreed. Like both of the Black Christmas remakes took themselves too seriously when they could have just been fun slashers. Like the first one was actually like creepy and effective. Yes, and I feel like that's what they try to get back to. I think that's why they try to be serious, but it never works out. No, and. Look, if you want to take the name Black Christmas, which is a like like a good like it's kind of a cool fucking name, you know. Mm-hmm. If you want to make a slasher, but you're doing these stupid things like a, and not, I'm not saying like jaundiced is like to make fun of it, but like the way that they did this was not good. Like I said, yeah. they missed a whole part of his back, but like a jaundiced, incestuous killer, like that's that's not you're not doing a good job, fam. Like, dude, it's not good. Right. Actually, that leads me into my final piece of trivia. After this film was such a fucking failure, Bob Clark, who was the director of the original Black Christmas from 1974, began working on a direct sequel in which he was going to have Olivia Husey come back, who was just from Black Christmas 1974. He was going to have her come back as the home mom. And that didn't work out, actually, because, unfortunately, he passed away untimely before it was finished. Which is really fucking sad, because we probably would have had a good Black Christmas sequel. Yeah, a much better one. Unfortunately, I can't even say, oh, let's do it again, because they just did it in 2019, and it was ass. So nobody's going to pick that torch back up at this point, especially because Blumhouse did it. And if somebody was going to take it, it's going to be Blumhouse. Right. So unfortunately because they're not monopolizing horror because there are other but unfortunately it's a lot of Blumhouse and yeah I mean 
I, and we talked about this in 2019, there is a way to politicize horror, especially, but the way they did it was not good. So if somebody wanted to do it and not politicize it and make it just a good, scary slasher with some during Christmas, like Mm -hmm. it could be good again, but like this one didn't do it. 2019 didn't do it. Mm -hmm. The weird cult thing they did. So black Christmas has just been bastardized twice now. Exactly. (laughs) Leave it alone now, you guys. Come let it rest. (laughs) Right. We're just going to be chilling watching the one from the seventies now, you know, like that one is great. Pull that one up. I think like there now that one does also have some split opinions as far as like critics and viewers go, but we really like it and recommend it. So this one gets a one from me, fam. Like, yeah, I don't know. After seeing the 2019 one, I'm not as angry, which that one did get a one. So I guess I'll bump this one to a two. Yeah. <laughs> I would if they took out like the incest and didn't take themselves as seriously I'd, I'd give them a two yeah so yeah I, I would say maybe like a one and a half okay mm-hmm. I, I, I give you a point five <laughs> but, like yeah I, but again if you want to watch like a slasher that's like fun enough I guess uh, this one is like it's not like the worst movie I've ever seen like I everything that I was upset about I was also laughing about so you also have to take that for what it is I wasn't just like you know what <laughs> right. I mean? like, it wasn't like right. I was just like throwing everything and like like Black Christmas 2019 away. yeah like that one was actually an insult to women and me personally right. like, you know <laughs> it was not like that no this one was definitely like you could laugh it off so you know take that for what it is but this got a 37 percent audience score and a 14 percent critic score so oh damn it's low and the right. audience score there's 137,000 ratings so for it to oh be that low God. ratings yeah it sucked so <laughs> you know yeah 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 geez if you want to hang out with us over on our patreon we do have some christmasy stuff going on over there you can head over to patreon.com slash the extra sisters podcast we'd like to thank our patrons for being so awesome and so supportive this year they really have just been great and it's been a lot of fun to hang out with them over there so if you'd like to join that little family you can head on over there otherwise all of the socials are the extra sisters podcast other than twitter which is at the extra sisters but yeah other than that we hope you're having a great christmas or holiday season or whatever you celebrate or if you're just as fucking december at least 2020 is almost over so you got that going for you exactly and next time this holiday season the real santa claus is coming to town until then stay creepy